0: Aside from learning to get the fuck off of social media, for God's sakes, and that I oddly really like Pilates now, I also learned that often the hardest relationship to be in is the healthy relationship that comes after a toxic or unhealthy abusive relationship. I am your host, Lauren Coletti. Thank you for joining me today on this fine day. It is the Thursday, and I kind of just wanted to vent, have a little vent session with myself, because I'd like to say I'm a pretty good listener, if I do say so myself. So funny story, today I went to get my pussy waxed, which I know a lot of Women do because of porn, that whole naked mole rat look thing going on. Personally, I don't like the bare look just because it reminds me of like infants or prepubescent females. And I don't know if I, I'm going to be with a woman, I want to be with a woman. But that's just my personal preference. So I went to get a Brazilian wax which I used to do a couple years ago uh, because I was trying to keep up with the trends. And I stopped and, you know, I still shave sometimes or whatever. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not dirty, (laughs) but I also don't have too, too much hair. So I really don't need to shave kind of lucky in that regard. But anyway, let's just get to the story. So I went to get my, my lady bits waxed and I was so disappointed because she couldn't wax it because apparently you have to wait like a month before you could get it waxed. I don't know. I feel like I've gone before and I've not shaved for like a week and it was fine, but she basically waxed like half of my vulva and it just looks very strange. So I'm going to have to take care of that because tomorrow I have my boudoir photo shoot, my big day, which I've been preparing and planning for, for the last four weeks. Hence why I've been on keto. It's, it's very interesting because last year I went on keto around this time and I lost a shit ton of weight close to 30 pounds. I want to say between 25 and 30 pounds. Mind you, I was the heaviest I'd ever been close to 200 pounds. I'm five foot eight. I was in a relationship for close to two years and I gained so much weight in that relationship. Not my ex's fault, but my own. Just eating fast food every day and not working out. (laughs) Definitely not healthy because I got super comfortable, which we'll talk about in another episode. If it's good to get comfortable in your relationship, which I've been touching on a lot lately, but I digress. So around this time last year, I went on keto, lost so much weight, and I've never lost that much weight before on a diet. I've tried every single diet under the sun. If you're new to my channel, I had a bad eating disorder for over 10 years. I was bulimic and I've been on every diet, Weight Watchers, Slim Fast, uh, everything you could think of, diet pills. Never lost weight. And keto was the only thing that I found that I could actually lose weight. I've been on different psych meds before like, Buterin and Vyvanse to help me lose weight, which I did, but never with the diet. So when I found keto, I was like, this is the answer to all my problems. Well, I've been on and off keto the last year. And I got to say, each time I go back on it, it is less effective for me to the point where now, granted, I had a lot less weight to lose, but I only lost like five pounds in a month of pure torture because I'm also vegetarian. So there's not too many options. You could definitely do vegetarian keto. It is absolutely possible, but going out to eat when you're on keto and just, it's terrible. So after tomorrow, I have my big day. I'm going to decide if I still want to do keto. It's just summer is beginning. That's the thing though. I could only do keto for so long because for me personally, it's not super sustainable, but everyone's different. So moral of the story is if you're going to get your pussy waxed, make sure you have hair on your inner and outer labia. But that was today. So what I wanted to talk about... (laughs) What an intro. Oh my goodness. So we reached 7,000 listeners. I am so thankful for all of you. I've gotten to the point where I've almost been doing this podcast for close to a year and I'm at a crossroads because I'm deciding if I still want to do it or not. So let me know if I get a couple reactions of people telling me they want the podcast to go on. It'll go on. Otherwise, I'm closing this chapter in my life Um, because I committed to myself that I would stick with this for a year. Personally, I get really impatient with things. I, interestingly enough, had a pod, um, not a podcast, but a blog before the podcast called Communication, and it was about sexual things. Um, I was between communication and intercourse back and forth for my blog, but it did take me places believe it or not, I was asked to be on the Dr. Oz show when someone found it. And I was on a YouTuber, the real life Peter Griffin's channel. And it was a blessing and I really loved it. And then one day I was like, I can't dedicate three hours a day to writing anymore and editing and just brainstorming. It was a lot. So I figured I'd transition to podcasting so much easier, but I... I'm not good with technology. I don't know how to market myself. I'm not good at advertising. And it gets really frustrating sometimes because I was quite proud of myself, to be honest, that I got to an audience of 7,000. But then I was listening to a podcast that I love and it was her old shows. And it was like three months into her doing the podcast, she's like, we have over 20,000 listeners. And then in that moment, I just felt like a complete failure comparing my success to someone else's. And all of our paths are different, right? So for today's episode, since it is officially July and my birthday is in two weeks and one day, I'm going to be 27 years old. I just wanted to reflect on lessons that I've learned in my 20s. And this year, this year has been so odd. This year has been Different than any year I've ever had before, to be quite honest. So I turned 26, was feeling pretty depressed about it because of ageism in our society, which glorifies youth. And like any woman approaching her 30s, I was having like an existential crisis breakdown because our society tells us that our worth is tied up in our attractiveness, and the older we get, the less valuable we are to society. Gotta love America, right? So my summer was actually really fun. I was single. I was honed it up. I was getting rejected and rejected and rejected on my escapades. Um, I was dating, I started dating over the summer because my ex and I had broke up in February of 2020. So I took maybe five months to myself and then I started talking to someone in June and I would find that on these dating apps that the guys that I actually liked wouldn't ghost me and then the ones I wasn't interested in were just dying for a second date. I also was on the dating apps talking to a couple females and I don't know, it just for some reason never really worked out with any of them. It's really hard for me to date as a bisexual woman, I'll admit. It's more challenging than dating men. I have to, I have to say. So anyway, the summer passed. The summer was bittersweet because I met someone I really, really liked and he was an alcoholic and it didn't work out. Thank God. Um, sometimes things not working out for us are actually a blessing in disguise. I gotta say. And then August comes and I was sexually assaulted. So that really sucked. Um, September came and I was still figuring myself out. I got back together with this person who I was seeing back in 2016 and it didn't work out. <laughs> so, initially, I felt like nothing was working out for me. Everything was crashing down and when I wanted something, it was so far out of reach. And then October comes and I'm I'm like fuck this. Clearly nothing's working out. God The universe is telling me to focus on myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm giving it up to God, I swear. And then that month, I actually met a really nice guy, but for some reason, I didn't feel a connection. And this is a fault of my own. I tend to not feel much chemistry with people who aren't toxic. And then I met my boyfriend maybe a day after I told this person, I'm sorry, I wish you well, but I'm not interested in that way. met my boyfriend, really didn't want a relationship at all. But I figured because I didn't feel that crazy spark, that lustful connection with him that maybe I should pursue it because any time that I felt that like insane attraction and draw to someone, they ended up being an alcoholic, a narcissist, a sociopath, abusive, emotionally unavailable. So that was inner work that I had to do after working with the life coach. She was like, you know what, Lauren, the uncomfortability is a good thing in this situation because you are so used to chaos and drama and just undying passion that turns into fucking like a catastrophe. So I want you to take a risk because this could be really good for you. So I met my boyfriend in October. We've been going out since. And then in November, I quit my job because I was super unhappy. I was really diving into the law of attraction and I figured, you know what? I'm not happy. I deserve better. I could do better. Let me quit my job. And I've been unemployed since. It, it's it been a learning curve for me, trying to understand myself and how I manifest my reality and how the thoughts in my head are being portrayed into this physical existence. And this has shown me the last six months where all of my limiting beliefs are where it comes to lack and scarcity and just feeling inherently unsupported by the universe. And it's revealed to me all these areas that I so desperately need to work on. So since November, I've been riding solo and it's been really hard because I've used up almost all of my savings the last seven, eight months because I wasn't eligible for unemployment. Fuck the government. Um, so, you know, the last seven, eight months I've just been going on job interviews and applying like crazy. And I finally paused and stopped trying in February and then I got a job and then they unoffered me the job. And then I took on a part-time job and it was a really hostile work environment. So I've been grinding and trying to find something that feels good and is a hell yes for me. And I'm trying not to settle, but at the same time, it's getting difficult over here because I'm I'm bored. And if you've heard my podcast the last few months, you've heard me talk about feeling depressed and just mental health and unemployment. I never realized that Your purpose and your meaning and feeling fulfilled is so intricately connected to your sense of self and self-concept, which I'm working on. So since then I'd say I've been trying to do a lot of spiritual growth. And this year has really taught me so much since I'm not in an abusive relationship anymore that abuse can come in other forms of relationships. I've learned so much about toxic friendships and toxic family members. And I'm not gonna say any friends' names, but I have realized how small my circle has become and how I have to stop reaching out to people who really aren't true friends to me, who aren't there for me, who are only there when it's convenient for them, or they make me feel bad about myself, or I feel used, or we've just grown apart, and they're just bullies, honestly. And it's it's very hard for me to cut people off And sometimes we end a relationship, for example, with my ex, who was extraordinarily violent and abusive. And then we still have to work on that. So these patterns keep popping up, these unhealthy dynamics of where we can't stick up for ourselves. And we have a hard time asserting ourselves and saying no in other ways, such as quote unquote friendships. So it's kind of why I stick to myself because through the help of just personal reflection and my boyfriend and just observation, I realized that I really don't have many people that I can call true friends that I can rely on. And it's really fucking sad, but it is what it is. I don't mind being alone. I've never been an extroverted person that needs to be surrounded by people. I really like doing my own thing by myself. But living at home with my mother who is, very emotionally manipulative, gaslighting. Um, She stonewalls me. She gives me the silent treatment. She shames me, puts me down, guilts me. It's very emotionally taxing. Is also not healthy because I can't even feel safe in my own home. So it's hard to move out and spread my wings and gain that freedom and independence and cut those ties when I'm quite literally financially tied to my abuser. So that's been a struggle. On the bright side, though, I graduated with my master's, which is awesome. And I've taken the last couple months to just care for myself, doing yoga, getting back into meditation and nature and just realizing my likes and my dislikes and exploring some new hobbies. In the beginning of 2020, I published my third book and I'm working on my fourth, which hopefully will come out in 2022, excuse me, I meant to say 2021. That book is called Chasing Boys, by the way, shameless plug here. I'm so proud of it, it's fucking awesome. It's an ebook, you can get it for like $2 and it's all prose, poetry, lyrics, and things like that. So that was exciting. I'm trying to think of anything else that I'm proud of, but right now I can't think of any. I'm just proud of myself for not having a really bad mental breakdown. I've been in a lot of therapy the last six months and it's been hard. My mental health has been up and down and a lot of things are coming up, but I am proud of myself for living and making it through each day and not offing myself, which has been really tempting sometimes when you feel like nothing's working out for you, but I promise you things not working out are just leading you to something better. It's this or something better. The universe knows what it's doing. You just have to trust it. You have to have faith in what you cannot yet see. So now that it's July, and I'm celebrating my last two weeks of being 26, hopefully wiser with each passing year, I'm really stoked that I'm starting EMDR next week, and hopefully a lot better things are ahead of me. This year, I hope to start You know, finish my fourth book, start applying to doctoral programs, get into and accepted into a doctoral program and move the fuck out of my house and away from New York because New York, you served your purpose. You are not for me, honey. I cannot wait to get away and never look back and just start a new life. That's what I'm looking forward to at the ripe age of 27. Hopefully we'll get a good job and help a lot of people in some way, shape, or form. So I've been thinking about a couple lessons and how my life has changed in the last 12 months, in the last six years since I turned 20. And my life is so different than what I had imagined when I was a teenager and I wanted to be all grown up, you know. It's so impossible to pinpoint the all of the exact moments or days that shape me into who I am today. But it was every conversation, every trauma, every interaction, decision, success and quote unquote failure that I experienced, which slowly molded me into the person that I am over a period of time. So as I reflect on the last six years, here are a couple things I learned in my 20s. So number one, there is no clear path to adulthood. I wish I could scream this at the top of my lungs because our society places this unrealistic expectation that by 21 years old, you should dive right into your career. You should be making six figures, be an Instagram influencer, have your own place. And if you don't know what the fuck you want to do by 30, you're a failure. Well, guess what? It wasn't until a year or two ago that I actually realized what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So don't put any pressure on yourself at the age of 20 or even 22, 23 to to know because it's never too late. There's this pressure and this expectation of us to go to college, to graduate, start our career, climb up the metaphorical ladder in the corporate world, get married and have kids by 30. And this is essentially the path to adulthood that many kids understand what adulthood is supposed to be. The reality is there's no clear path to adulthood. People change, and that includes interests, careers, families, relationships. And everyone's different. And people tell me all the time that everyone has their own timeline and go at your own pace. but. It could be really hard to believe that when you feel like you're falling behind. I mean, look at me, I live at home still. So what I've learned on top of that is to not compare yourself to others. Comparing yourself to other people in terms of success or what you see on social media is a big no-no. And it's a game that we will always lose. There's always going to be someone smarter, richer, faster, stronger, and better looking. I think you get the point. So it took me some time and it, I'm still a work in progress before I figured out that my identity and happiness is not defined by having a lot of money. Wealth doesn't necessarily come from prosperity. You could be abundant and not be rich and have it quote unquote all. How happy are you in terms of your health, in terms of your relationship, in terms of your career, in terms of your spirituality and your sexuality? That can't really be bought. Um, and although I did follow the traditional trend of graduating with the degree, um, I still have a, not done a lot of things that people my age have already done. And if I still compare myself to other people, I would just feel so much worse about myself and probably deter myself from even achieving those goals that I have for myself because I just figure what is the point. So Everyone is playing the game of life at a different pace and with different priorities. And as long as you're pleasing yourself and achieving the goals you have set out for yourself, this is what matters the the most. So only compare yourself to yourself. Number three, your friendships will change and friendships cannot be forced. The friendships that you make from high school and college will most likely change as you go through your 20s. From my personal experience and from the observation of others, there might be a very, very small number of friends who will stick closely with you from childhood. And if you have any friendships like this, cherish them because it's so rare. There's, generally speaking, two different types of friendships. There's those friends that change with time apart, and there's those friends that you could be away from each other for three years, and then you come back together and it's like nothing ever happened. And the greatest friendships are the ones that don't change with time apart. And then there's friendships that even if you do spend time together, these people slowly will start to reveal their true colors and they might not be for you. And sometimes it doesn't matter how much you care or effort you put in, it's just not there anymore. And that's no one's fault, it's just the way life is. Some friendships are only meant to be for certain periods of your life. Another lesson I learned is to take care of yourself. Boy, how my body has changed since I was 21 years old. I was eating out all the time and I was like 30 pounds lighter. The body recovers so much faster and older bodies, even though I'm 26 and not old, take a lot longer to recover, especially with injuries. I've noticed so many changes with my body. And for example, I eat... Out very rarely, and my body is still holds on to every little thing that I eat versus when I was 19 years old, I was eating McDonald's every day, super gross, and I was just losing weight like crazy. So the point is, it's important to be proactive and take care of your body if you aren't already. Our bodies are like cars. What happens if you don't take your car in for maintenance? It will most likely break down. So similarly, our bodies require regular maintenance and care in order for the systems to function well. So whether it's schoolwork, taking care of family, or just adult commitments, we are so fucking busy. It's really easy to forget and neglect ourselves, but it is so important to put ourselves first. And whatever this looks like for you, for me, the older I get, the more sleep I need. Getting enough sleep, drinking enough water every day, stretching, eating healthier, getting sunshine, movement. And as, just as physical health so important, mental health. It's never a topic that was taught when I was growing up throughout high school. No one ever really talked about mental health unless you were at a psychologist's office. And this is because of the stigma associated with mental illness, social stigma, even self-stigma. But thankfully, this is being brought out into the light more often nowadays. And Taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking care of your physical body, if not more, and mental illness is far more common than you think. So you are not alone. Um, I've seen so many people become more open about sharing their mental health challenges, which is fucking awesome. And just go to therapy. God damn it. I can't say it enough. If you think you don't need therapy, you're probably on top of the highly needed therapy list. (laughs) And don't forget to check in on your friends or your family members too. Um, A simple how have you been recently can mean a lot for a person. Because lesson number six, time is limited. When you're young, there seems to be an abundance of time. You're free to do anything you want. But before you know it, you know, you start getting into this groove of working full time and spending all this time at work and have a limited amount of time on the weekends. So schedule time for people, for the gym, for errands, set aside time for yourself. Consider creating a personal agenda to keep yourself accountable and organized for life outside of work. We need that work-life balance, don't we? So ask yourself, are you wasting a lot of your limited free time on things that you give yourself zero value and fulfillment doing? Because it sounds so cliche, and I remember people who were quote unquote old when really they weren't and I was like 17, I thought people that were 24 were really old and they would say time flies and it really does. I can't believe it's summer already. Where does the time go? Also something I've learned this year is go travel. This, if you're in your 20s, this is a good probability. You aren't bogged down by kids or other adult financial responsibilities like mortgage payments. So right now is the best time to take risks and go on adventures. I started traveling. This year I went to Vegas, which was so much fun. I went to Massachusetts and I went to the Poconos and I went to Nashville and I went to Florida. And I would so much rather spend my time traveling and seeing the world personally because I would rather spend my money on experiences and memories that I'd be grateful for when I'm older in the future, you know? So do it now. Do it while you can. Also remember, your parents are getting old. As a kid, we remember that our parents or our grandparents are superheroes. And at least for me, my grandma is like at her wits end. My mom's in her sixties. My aunt is getting to be 70 something. So. We're all aging and people aren't always going to be around forever. If you're still blessed to have your parents, your grandparents on this earth, your family, make a good effort to see them regularly and show your appreciation when you can. This applies to close older family members as well because we have to enjoy the ride with them, right? I get that our 20s can be so stressful. We're figuring out who the fuck we are. It's so overwhelming with university and school life and entering the workforce, financial challenges, student loans. And sometimes people don't take us seriously because of our age. You might hate your job. You might even switch careers 25 times. And this is fine and normal. You do not have to have everything figured out by the time you're 30. I mean, I'm three years away and I haven't you will fail and you will also be successful. Life is a long, challenging, and hopefully rewarding journey. So we have to enjoy these wondrous years. Also, hangovers. Just a note, I was really, I I thought I had alcohol poisoning on New Year's Eve. Hangovers are so much worse now. Um, You start off your 20s binge drinking, partying. It's, it's not the same I I just want to end it on a funny note rather than a depressing note because uh, hangovers that was the worst hangover my life I will never forget that (laughs) I try to forget it. it was so traumatic I was I don't know the body changes and we have to be grateful for it for how it recovers for how it wants to keep us alive and for how resilient we are so just be aware of that like I can't party. I can't stay up late. I can't drink the way that I used to when I was 20 years old. And thank God for that, right? Like I want to care for my body. I want to nurture and tend to my body and treat my body like the temple that it is. Because one day we're going to leave this physical world and our bodies will stay here and only our spirit and our soul will move on. So We have to enjoy it while we can. It's like renting a car. It's like taking a lease out on a car. We know that it's quote unquote ours, but at the end of the day, it's really not ours. So just be kind to your body. Have fun. Have patience for yourself. Take the time in your 20s or however the fuck old you are to just try to develop yourself. There's always room to learn. There's always new ways in which you can grow. When we stay the same, that's... stagnation. And that is the quickest way to die mentally, physically, spiritually, sexually. So I'm going to try to make these next three years, the best years yet of my life. Who says that the best years have to be in high school or early college. Fuck that. And I'm so excited to turn over a new leaf and write this next chapter in my story. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed, please like, rate, subscribe, feel free to share, and I will see you in the next episode.